Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Private Sector Podcast. My name is Brett Splinter. With me, as always, is... Joshua Joseph. Mr. Joshua Joseph Clark, who is with me more often than I'd like to admit, but today... You're stuck. <laughs> there's worse things to be stuck with. On that note, who's stuck with us tonight, our guest is... Andrea Graham, your Andrea favorite. Gra- yeah, you were ready to actually say Andrea Graham, so that was yeah. good. Um, we are finally derailing from our train of um, white cis males that has been totally accidental <laughs> up until now. And Andrea's, you know what you know. Yeah, Andrea's on, the, Andrea's on the show tonight, and we're excited. This is our first episode that we're recording in 2021. We released the Black Stack episode but believe it or not, there's some studio magic that happens and these aren't live. Yeah. Or we would absolutely be, well, you'd be fired. Well, uh, if anybody <laughs> knew me would fire me. Yeah. All right. Um, but Andrea knows the protocol. She brought drinks and I am really, Andrea, what did you bring? Uh, well, I call this my COVID, uh, my pandemic survival kit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And it is a bottle of Fireball and a case of High Life. Because and that is truly <laughs> all I have consumed in the last nine months. Did you, bring, did you bring anything um, for you to drink? Um, no. This is actually that, just, <laughs> just for, for you. Me. I, sorry, <laughs> so I thought we, it was a demo. All right, so we should start. Andrea is a planner. Mm-hmm. She's one of the most badass organized women that I know because the shot's already poured. <laughs> Good and shot's so poured. So let's get this started here. Cheers, so how does this work? We do a shot of Fireball. What is what kind of what kind of alcohol is this? Let me try it real quick here. Uh, yeah, double check. I think the there you go. Hmm. I believe they try to pass Ooh. it off as cinnamon whiskey. Oh, that's I'm mm, getting some cinnamon spicy. notes, mm-hmm. and um, then I'm going to try to follow it with this champagne and beers here. Did you know High Life is one of the sponsors of the show? I don't know. That's rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thanks for buying it. Yeah, we appreciate anytime you can support our sponsors. Um, and if uh, the people at Fireball, what is this? This is probably Diageo, right? Who makes Fireball? Product of uh, Sazerac. No. Dude. <laughs> Buffalo Trace homies make that. That's rad. So you know, good for them. We already are, we already are sponsored the by deep Buffalo Trace. So. This. Um, but do you know who does sponsor us, Andrea? Have you listened to the show before? I have listened to the show before. <laughs> who sponsors us? I don't know. I don't put Legos. <sighs> well, it's Twin Cities Tees. That's going to oh, go on the cutting room floor. I do know Twin <laughs> Cities sponsor you. Um, so that means that you get some stickers. These are available on our website. Um, I put them on the website for a dollar a piece. Anybody, I'm going to put it on wax right now, as Josh would say. If you actually buy one on the website, that's don't. I will, we just will give you. Well, here's the deal. If you want to order like five stickers straight, that's all you want. Cool. We got five stickers for a buck a piece. You want to come through with a shirt, mm-hmm, some merch. Mm-hmm. Andrea, look at this. Ooh, look at this. Those turned out so good. Yeah. So sharp. Those are awesome. Also, I guessed on your size. So if we need to amend that afterwards, I'm no better than to It's the ask. worst thing in the world to try to ask somebody what their size is. And well, and I women. get it. I'm, I'm a woman. It gets a little... There's a line. Yeah, they're unisex. <laughs> this will be. Perfect. I still don't ask Josh what size he is. Well, small in your heart. Did I? T- I didn't tell you this that actually Alex, um, Alex Haug, who is the homie at Twin City Tea. Shout me- out! Shout out to Alex. He was like, "Do you think Joshua wants some four X shirts?" 
I'm like, I'm like, well, well, he wears a three X. I just wanted to tell you that he's like, well, I mean, because like I can make four X shirts. What we did make a four X shirt was in the gout shirts. Yes. Nice. Do you want it? Did you see those gout shirts? I did. They're Do you want hilarious. Um, let's get Scott one. Let's get Scott one. I was gonna say I don't know that I would wear, but have you had gout before? No. Do you know what gout is? Bless your heart. I just remember that like every <laughs> chubby white man I've ever worked with in beer had it. Like. <laughs> just speaking about me right here. I'm in. I'm in the room. That's not what I meant. No, no, but it's true. Just every like, yeah. and then I only yeah. know when someone has gout because it's all they talk about. Like gout, I, like the, it's yep. the last thing I want to hear yeah. about. But like, obviously, it has taken over their body. Gout is like yeah. CrossFit or like being a vegan or being on keto. Being on keto. <laughs> yeah. Did you know I have gout and I also flip over tires for workouts? So that's pretty dope. But um. We will absolutely uh, we'll send one for for Scott to uh, awesome thanks to sport for sure, and then he can just <laughs> if he just wants to either like whatever PCI compliance allows, he can text the credit card number. But I'd rather <laughs> if he we, no. <laughs> Scott, I know you're listening, so we got you. We got you one. Um, you live with your boyfriend. I do, but you also live with the most important creature on the planet, Hank, mm-hmm. my golden retriever puppy. Mm-hmm. He is. So, <laughs> not as much of a puppy anymore as he was six months ago, but he is the best. It was, um, it was funny because Carrie came down like right before we started recording. She's like, "Hey, Andrea. Hey, how's it going? Great. Didn't didn't bring your dog then? <laughs> and then just like like, did you find the way you got a puppy? That's like the the hangout queries. So like, I have always had a wide circle of friends. I have always <laughs> tended to see a lot of people. And never in a million years did I expect the summer of a pandemic to be when people would want to see me the most. Yeah. Like, okay, out well, that's of your fault. You're posting, you're posting like this cute-ass golden retriever puppy. It's like uh, the most American shit in the world. <laughs> like well, a golden retriever puppy is, that is America. And he is perfect. Like, an idiot, yeah. but he is perfect. Andrew, what's your Instagram? Uh, it's the Gramster, so the underscore Gramster. Go on follow Smash that like button. Hit that <laughs> no, no, but like seriously, go on her Instagram. Your dog is fucking cute. And I only post about Hank and maybe sometimes my garden. Uh, I know what else you post about, not to derail off of dogs, but you guys got a karaoke oh, yeah. machine. A, a what? Okay. Yeah, no, like a karaoke. So, like, okay. <laughs> karaoke or karaoke? Well, it depends. I call it karaoke. I fuck. But All right, karaoke. I okay. <laughs> Karaoke, fine. I, gotta, I, wanted, I wanted to understand where we are in the world. Well, so I miss two things more than anything this year, right? I miss pull tabs. Ooh, word. <laughs> You're going to the private sector podcast. <laughs> we, we can do some scratch-offs if that help you get that itch. And I miss karaoke. Karaoke was oh, so fun. Yeah. And so, and it was, it's something like Scott and I and all of our friends have always done. And so like, Last February for his birthday, I got him a dartboard, which has been a lifesaver. <laughs> Where did you set it up, though? Because anytime I remember, I remember um, getting a dartboard, or there was one in the house that we like moved into, and I know my dad was like all excited, and then immediately took it down because like, well, that wall's fucked now. <laughs> so like you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, where did you set it up? Uh, we usually put the dartboard in the garage. So okay, in the summer, we can just play out there. That's the move. That's and then the move. this winter, it's in the basement. So which is like literally just brick walls so we're just breaking tips like oh. every oh is it a pla- it's a plastic one so like a little plastic tip okay mm-hmm. that's yeah. so one day when i was a little kid like my 
my dad thought I'm gonna buy this real nice plastic tip dartboard and like a digi- for Christmas digital scoring one. Oh yeah. yeah, this 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 bitch talked to you, told you like everybody's score. This is probably like 1996, and so what? I'm at 96. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like. 15 years old 14. or 14 years old. Josh, yeah. I know how old you were in 96. I needed somebody to do that math for me. But we get this we get this dartboard and at the time there was no Amazon. So like you you tips for darts were gold back then. <laughs> because like you couldn't just like, "Oh, man, I'll get 400 tips here in the next 20 hours like on Amazon next day." Like this was like, "Fuck." We're sharing darts because we only got two tips left. <laughs> and the, one of the greatest memories I have as a child was the day I beat my old man at cricket yes. when I was oh, like yes. 17 years old, like the one time. And that's the How only time I ever, he never, I never won since. Oh, he's beaten every time since then. Have you played since then? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> because you know what? The old man came out of pocket that day when he bought that dartboard. And to this day we can go play in the basement. And that bitch still yapping about what your points is. <laughs> <laughs> it is a legit awesome. dartboard. All right, so you bought the dartboard, but now you bought a karaoke machine. Did I say that right? So you don't fucking fillet me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yes, how you say you. it. Yeah, thank so you. Karaoke. You. You, you got a karaoke machine. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yes. is it like? Does it do the lyrics on the TV? And shit? Um, so it is. It's super rad. So it's like this essentially like a bridge between the TV and your sound bar that patches in the mics. So we just downloaded the karaoke channel app on our TV, which gives <gasps> us 25,000 different songs. What? And then it just comes through the whole thing and you pick whatever song you want. It's like 40 bucks for the year. It's like, okay, sure. That's the best. Money. What is like, this called? And why aren't they our sponsor of the <laughs> private sector podcast? Right. Yeah. It's called smart TV. Okay. Which is also very smart TV. Okay. <laughs> Oh, once again, a- if we had a producer, we could have ordered it all. <laughs> we could have, we could have, is it on Amazon? Hold on. But so, like, we opened it. It is, because that's where I bought it. $100, $126, totally worth it. Smart TV. We opened it on Christmas morning, and from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., it was all we did. Like, dinner was late because we were too busy singing every single song we could think so of. I, I, it I, comes I, with wireless mics? Yes. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> And it literally all, it comes with the optical cable. So you go TV to the box and then you just need aux to aux from the box to your soundbar. Aux to aux to the box. Yeah. Next private sector shirt. I've never, I've never sang karaoke in front of anyone. Bullshit. Bullshit. Ever in my entire life. Josh. You're 38 years old. Ever in my entire life. You're 38, right? 38 years old. I, I can't, when I go out to places that do it, like bread might go up. And then what am I supposed to do? Go on after that? Yeah, you don't want to fuck with that. There we was. were in Chicago one time. <laughs> yeah. Remember that Chicago trip? I do. It's it's what? That's like 2015. It may as well have been 90 <laughs> fucking years ago. And or yesterday, yeah. So we're in Chicago and we're Valenciana. Shout out to Valenciana. And hit like all the parties after Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're going to this karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. And it's like college <laughs> like ready for glee <laughs> but like everybody's drinking they're trying to drink like martini like it's just the most like white bread theater yep. crew yep i've ever been around my time and it to is shine, the baby. talent was the talent was there it's my time to shine 
And Brett comes up and he does R. Kelly's mm-hmm. remix mm-hmm. to Ignition. Yep. And shut that motherfucker down. Close it. They actually they didn't reopen after that. They're like, there's no way. <laughs> no, but like, so too bad R. Kelly is a fucking scumbag. Right, and you can never sing that song again. Right, and you're right, Andrew. You're exactly right because I canceled. I canceled my. I had a, a thing, and uh, Terrell can fact check this. I had a thing where I'm like, I want to sing remix to ignition in every state in the union. Karaoke, right? <laughs> and so like I was making, I was making my way around. I had a banger of a session. Like Nashville might have usurped that Chicago episode. <laughs> I was just killing it. We're, we're doing great, and then fucking R. Kelly has to. Like, we always knew he was kind of a scumbag, but like, well, whatever. But it turns out he's a huge scumbag. But that was my karaoke song, and now I can't do it anymore. You get one song, you're going to go up on stage, what's your karaoke? Like, what are you going to shut us down with? Yeah. You know, it has evolved over Mm -hmm. the years. It's really taken shape. But the one that I'm really into right now that I shut down the house with. Yes. The literal house uh, <laughs> with you and your, with your me and my dog. dog. Yeah. And your Not dog. even when Scott's home. Oh, he works oh nights. God, really? He works nights. It's just me and him. Oh, fuck. you gotta practice. Yeah, karaoke. The key to a karaoke performance is practice. Yes, yeah. unfortunately. No, you're not wrong. Um, really leaning hard into "Hold On Loosely" by Thirty Eight Special, Oof. which is really okay. Um, obnoxious, but I love it. But I feel like there's a there's a very specific like demographic and bar that you could just clean house with that well basically anything outside of like a 25 mile perimeter of my home (laughs) Um, or or a reasonable size city yes yes like i mean to me there is nothing better than like some super shitty small town dive Dude. bar or oh, street yeah. dance yes. or like 100. park yes. barbecue. So like, oh. that's what the, that's what high life and fireball is to me. <laughs> this this episode 100%. is hundred percent shocker. I'm actually a hillbilly. This is no. This is a thing. This is so it. I um I had a pretty solid um performance of remix to ignition in Nashville. So, like, if you've ever been to Nashville, there's the main drag, mm-hmm. right? And um, My parents lived there for, like, the last, like, 10 years. Oh, rad. Yeah. And, like, we were hoot. on the main drag. Um, this is the, like, one of the first times we were there. We were, uh, we were down there. We were going to go to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not cool enough to go down there and do whiskey barrel picks, but my homies are. And they bring me with. And it, I'm so fucking lucky. But the, one of the f- times we were going down to Kentucky, like, what if we flew into Nashville and partied in Nashville and then went to Kentucky? And terrible idea. Like, the drive, like, fucking kill me. But, like, anyway, I'm like, this is great. And I'm like, we're all juiced up. And I'm like, I want to sing Remix to Ignition. And uh, one of my homies, uh, shout out to Amanda, Amanda Castro, who lives down there. She's like, oh, you want to sing karaoke? Well, you want to get, I'm sorry, you want to sing karaoke? I don't know. Maybe it's karaoke, Ma. I don't know. I don't know. know. I've always said karaoke. But anyway. I've always been karaoke. You got to get off, like, what is it, Broadway? Uh, Yeah, off Broadway. You got to get off of Broadway, and we're going to go to this bar. And we walked into this bar, and the demographic was very different than all the folk that were, like, on on Broadway. And we walked in there. I'm like, "Ah, fuck it. I I said I was going to. I'm going to sing Remix to Ignition here. Shut the fucker down. Yeah. Just shut it down. And it was great. And it was so fun. Let me hear and, that boop, boop. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm then, getting everybody. then the, everybody's yeah, coming back yeah. with that beep, beep. Right. And you started out like, obviously, how you know how you started? Like, well, 
normally I don't do this. But, you know, like, <laughs> break them off a little something for the remix. And that's when the record skips and they're like, oh man, okay. This guy in sweatpants is this about guy. to get down on remix to ignition. <laughs> Who's this idiot? And we did Dude, I haven't worn regular pants in 10 years now. <laughs> um, but in your mind the entire time is it's always been corrupt 100 percent, dude well i mean i thought it used to be dead mile five i wasn't gonna call you out on that <laughs> wait what is it no <laughs> it's dead mouse wait dead mouse is- the dj it is dead mouse Oh, all right. I feel way no. less bad about my no shit. No way. Yeah. That's the where five, I was at too. The five is an S, kids. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm an old woman who went to Costco this morning, so like, I. Yeah, that's fine. I, I've been saying karaoke, karaoke. <laughs> you say karaoke. I say dead mouse. <laughs> cool. Ooh, yours makes sense. Mine makes sense. Joshua, okay. topical dead mouse. Uh, <laughs> before we started recording, uh, I was talking about. I have a mouse problem. <sighs> I have a mouse problem in my garage, not in my house, but in my in my garage. And on the Blackstack episode, we were talking about Josh's new reality show called This Old Crib. Because mm-hmm. when was your house built? My Se- house was built 1743 in 1928. Holy shit! Ooh. Is that old? Mine's yeah. in 1910. Ooh, spooky! Well, there's win. for sure a ghost in my attic. Are um, you kidding me? But but like so, Josh was like on the Blackstack episode. Talking about all the problems with his house, and then you come over to Splinter's, you know, townhouse that was built in 2007 or whatever, and there's no problems like that. But guess what Brett has in his garage, fam? Apparently, fucking mice, because I was in there the other day. Bunch of freeloaders. Bunch of scumbag freeloading mice. <laughs> I moved uh, I moved a cooler in there, and, like, shoot, I saw a mouse, like, shoot across the floor. And, like, I'm not, like, I'm not afraid of mice, my head doesn't go to like, ooh, a mouse. I go to immediate dad mode of <laughs> y'all have to die right now. And like Bill Murray Caddyshack style, I will blow this fucking garage up before I allow these things to be my house. You do not pay rent to stay don't here. Pay. And, and also, so like Carrie, the most animal loving woman that I know, I'm like, Carrie, I saw a mouse in the garage. And she's like, fucking kill them all. Burn it to the ground, like you know, like, you know what I mean, like, like she's literally like she comes down early, she's like, oh Andrea, your puppy Hank is adorable. I love everything. Animals are awesome. Mice burn the garage to the fucking ground. So, Andrea, Josh was looking at this mouse trap I have in my garage right now. Oh God! And it was one of those. I was. Do not get a glue trap. Is it a glue trap? Oh, we, we'll get there. We get we. Oh no. We bought them glue traps. Yeah. Why don't you like glue, glue traps? Because they're alive okay. On because it? one time. <laughs> So, <laughs> I love my, when the story starts. Okay, here's why. So my and I know I am not alone in this story. I am not. This is everyone's glue trap story, but my mom's parents were farmers, mm-hmm. like hobby farmers, like super rad, right? Yeah, cool. So whenever they'd have a mouse issue in the garage, because they wouldn't let cats like in the house or whatever, sure. my grandpa would get these glue traps, and one time. He told me to go check the glue trap, and I went out there, and there were just three little legs stuck in the glue. <gasps> That's the and a blood trail. So the mouse they chew got their legs off. off, or they rip their legs yeah, off. Yeah, but three, so it didn't obviously hobble away on no, one leg, I'm which telling meant you right something now. came to yeah, get it. Something came ate it. Came <laughs> and ate them. Yeah. So cue up um, the circle of life music. I'm gonna get better at editing these episodes. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> but like. 
glue traps are the way that I've been catching them. Oh no! And I've been, I've been, I put them out, and like glue traps are supposedly like baited, like they're supposedly bait on them that they want. But your boy Splinter, I'm like, that's not what I want. I want peanut butter, extra bait, extra, extra, <laughs> extra. <laughs> <laughs> Next private sector shirt, I'm putting it down right now. <laughs> extra extra bait. bait. So I do a dollop of peanut butter on the middle. And I was like, all right, so these guys are going to come. They're going to get the peanut butter. They're going to get stuck to the trap. Problem solved. Well, this fucking mouse, just to spite me. Jumped into the peanut butter. No. <laughs> ate a lot cooler if he did. But he ate, he reached the peanut butter by not getting on the trap. So, like, he, like, must have, like, craned his neck. He gets, he's getting this fucking skippy on my dime. <laughs> if you can't see Brett right now, he's yeah, baby I'm, giraffe I'm, into yeah, the microphone. I'm like, I'm, I'm like Brachiosaurus <laughs> over here. Boom. And he's eating this peanut butter. And then afterwards, as a as a little tiny mouse fuck you to your boy, he eats out the side of the trap where there's no glue. He just chews up the plastic <laughs> just to prove that he's like, I just want to let you know, not only did I get the peanut butter, I know this is a trap, and I'm looking to maybe go shit in the car that you have in the garage or try to get into your HVAC system. Oh, I was going to say, he's for sure living in your air filter in your 100%. glove compartment right now. 100%. He's in the in-cabin <laughs> filter right now in the garage. So once again, I got some time on my hands. This is like a Caddyshack situation now. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to build a, a mousetrap. I'm going to build a better mousetrap. But I'm also going to like look on the internet as to what the best mousetrap is. <laughs> So it's a five-gallon bucket. Oh, God. And before you leave, we're going to go look at it. Okay. It's pretty terrifying. (laughs) It's a five-gallon bucket. There's a wire across the top. There's two high-life cans on it. And there's peanut butter on the high-life cans on this wire. So the mouse comes up, and he goes to get it, but the cans spin, and then he falls into water and drowns in this bucket. And... You're making a face like it's like (laughs) inhumane right now. Yeah. And you just talked about a sticky trap. (laughs) What? Like, what? it's not that it's inhumane. It's just so. This isn't so Ratatouille. Many steps. Oh yeah, there's a lot. Of, but <laughs> it gets better because I then made a ramp out of like a one by two to go up to it, and then put peanut butter all the way up the ramp. And I think I'm being smart. And I go down there, and I have a Nest camera in my garage that's activated by motion, so the motion goes off. And I watched one of these motherfuckers go up the ramp, eat all the peanut butter off, and leave. And like I'm full. And he, like, sees it on the cans, and he's like, that's cool. Eat a dick. I'm, I'm super full. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. So I put sticky traps on the ramp on the way up. And, like, I'm like, are right, you going to go over these sticky traps? Once again, the mouse went up the side, but I had so many. Homie, like, tried to do, like, a quick juke move and turn around, and he got his tail stuck on one, and he brought the whole fucking works down on top wow. of him. And then all this is also – all this is happening, like – you think this is happening in the middle of the night? This is happening at like 8 p.m. because it's pitch dark, right? right? So Carrie and I are watching TV in the living room, and notification comes off like your garage camera sees some motion. And I'm like, that's probably headlights or whatever. And Carrie looks at it and she's like, there's a fucking mouse stuck to a bunch of shit in the garage. And I see his little beady eyes looking at the camera. And I'm like, and you know, I had a Fuck couple. Fuck that mouse. Right. And I had a couple beers. So I'm like, well, I'm not. I'm not equipped to deal with this right now. And she's like, well, you're going to go down there and you're going to deal with it because I'm not going to walk through that garage with some mouse stuck to sticky traps. And I go down there 
with a real solid buzz on. And I'm like, I looked at him and I'm like, man, I told you guys just to get out of my garage. And you didn't. And then I got to drown him in the, in the bucket like some kind of fucking, you know, asshole. But I like, think that's what serial killers do, Brett. Yeah, Brett's over no. here like a black site. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, okay, Andrew. Like, but like, if you're like, if you saw a mouse, would you be like, I want to kill it, Scott? Kill it. Don't don't come in the house. You're not gonna like just like nurture it back to health and put it outside. Well, let me tell oh, you. No, God, no. But you're not like, going to do that. No. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like, and now I bought a bunch more sticky traps. And did you, did you, how many did you buy right away? <laughs> All right, full disclosure, I didn't buy any right away. I was in my garage. I saw a mouse, and Carrie was leaving anyway. I'm like, I need you to, wherever you're going, buy all the traps they have. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't know what she was going to bring. And she brought sticky traps, but I ordered off of um, Amazon. They have these big 5-inch by 10-inch rat sticky traps, and I'm going to line the whole fucking garage floor. <laughs> that, yeah. Just the whole garage floor yeah. is going to be lined with sticky traps. You got to get them out. Yeah. This is eviction I might notice. catch a deer. Dude, I had an apartment in Uptown that one Mice were winter... the least of your problems at that apartment. Well, accurate. But um, one winter, there was like a mice infestation, like the stupid grounds person. Because it was a triplex, so it was just a house. Like whoever was in charge of our property left an open bag of grass seed in the basement. So like every mouse in the city came to our house and we've like figured out you're like a mouse feeding station 100 percent. it was horrifying like i like i wasn't even like actively trying to date anyone and i would like find people to stay at their home so i wouldn't have to be home because Maybe i was like you're, but you're going to the bar just to like be like, like hey can i hey, stay can i go home with you for like, <laughs> like sexy time uh or like just your just couch? Mostly just know. because there's fucking tea? mouse in my basement. Uh, but like she, so finally our landlord was like, okay, I'll call an exterminator. Um, in the meet, they're coming tomorrow. So tonight I'll just drop off all these traps for you or whatever, right? And they were like the live ones where you like open it, you put like bait in, and then they run in, and then it slams shut, and you. Yep. And they were just in there, and there's. But they're alive, to, and they're just in there. They're, yeah, but they're like supposed to die. I think it's supposed to like gas them or something. So she brought me. She brought me six, and I had like maybe a six hundred and fifty square foot apartment. And so I, set, <laughs> so I'm getting ready for bed, and I set them all. I was like, I put one on the stove. I put like them everywhere. Go into my room. Turn off all of the lights in the apartment because I like use the hue on my phone. So I yeah, just yeah, yeah. turn the whole app off. And within 20 minutes, every single trap went off. Clack, 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 clack. I was like, fuck I off. Got, I got in my car and I went to my parents. So <laughs> I six like, mice? I gotta go. Yeah, oh. six mice. No, I, I, know, I know like the aisle in most hardware stores <laughs> real well where they keep all the poisons <laughs> and traps and all sorts of the traps because. We when we we got the camper in the summer, mm-hmm. and we pulled it into this <laughs> beautiful Norwegian pine forest. <laughs> it's it's serene. It's all that good good dope shit. But then like a fucking mouse got in my camper, and I'm like, we going That's to war. Worst. Spoiler alert: It's way more than one mouse, Joshua. Totally. And just, then totally. when they die, the smell just never leaves. And so as soon as as soon as like. We understood what we were dealing with. I threw 
all the poison at it. I threw all the traps at it. I threw glue traps. I bought, you know, the, and these are country mice, so they're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the difference. I feel like the city mice. Like, oh, I'm dealing with these suburban mice that are, they're yeah, well-educated you, you mice. Well and they know how to mice. get around sticky traps. It's the Ivy League of mice. Out here, it really is. It's, sure. it's the, the mice yeah. I'm dealing with, like the corn fed, you know, kind of dumb as shit yeah. mice. Like, these mice might raid the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> word, word to. Absolutely. Like, these mice are super easy to catch. <laughs> like, like they're not wearing their masks when there's a mask mandate type of mice. <laughs> but still getting caught up Every in the bullshit. Every single mouse that you caught is on parlor. They were parlor. all at the Alibi in Lakeville. Every mouse that Josh caught has um, been a member of parlor at, at some at, Yeah, founding some members. Yeah, they're dumb as shit. And so all of a sudden, like, I'm I'm just buying a lot of poison in the middle of summer. In St. Paul, back where the crib is, I also had a bag of grass seed in my garage. That's why, Andrew, when you said grass seed, Josh's face just, like, lit up. Me and Brett looked at each other, like, as soon as he's like, I got some grass seed mouse problems. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, so does this asshole. Because... (laughs) <laughs> because I'm like I'm like a man some mice might like this grass seed when I open the box when I open it and I put it in like a, a nice like t- like you know one of them two by four containers rubber, like a rubbermaid yeah yeah, situation. yeah was it a roughneck or a regular one I don't know it's plastic it it's duh <laughs> so like this summer I'm moving I'm moving my you know move some shit around and I neck the box and I see like a fucking mouse jet out of the grass seed. And since that point, it has been full on war with, with mice <laughs> in my garage. And the sticky traps have been the most effective. And when these things, I'll catch like two or three mice on a sticky trap, like for every sticky trap. So I'm buying sticky traps in bulk right now. I think we should do another shot of Fireball. I think so, too. And I mostly think that because while Josh and I were yakking, Andrew literally poured it up. <laughs> so you're, you're a planner. I just love them. You're a planner. All right, here's another Fireball shot. Cheers. 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 Sponsors. It's good. That's that. Sazerac. <laughs> but um, Andrea is a planner. She's probably one of the most, like, organized boss bitches that I know. And um, for some backstory, the way I know Andrea is we work together at, at Surly. And Andrea was the director slash boss slash queen of all events there. And just You guys went, had events? At Surly, we used to. Yeah. Oh. They, they, used to have a, they used to have an event called Darkness Day, which was cool. Been to one of those or two of those. Yeah. It used yeah. to be a really cool, relevant event that they threw. That being said, speaking of relevant events, First Avenue uses Surly as yes. a venue. And that was kind of your thing. Like, it was. It, it was Festival Field, right? Yeah, Festival Field is what it ended up being called. And we fucked up. Um, I'm going to interject just quickly and say yeah. we fucked up by not, like, kind of giving your background on, oh, on yeah. what you do. Like, you're just lord of events right like i mean like i don't know how to describe like what's no, what's your I... one sentence linkedin uh oh my linkedin actually actually funny story i just got an 
email complimenting me on my LinkedIn description yesterday. From the, oh. from, from the LinkedIn uh, <laughs> like bot admin. Dear uh, Andrea Graham. No, like, <laughs> as far as I know, it was a real person. That's, no, That's awesome. But like, um, what's your elevator speech on what you do? Because I've always known you um, as just somebody that just fucking boss that runs events. For so sure. how do you... I mean, events are a huge part of yeah. it, obviously. I mean, and my personal passion is like I thrive off of just giving people the environment to create incredible memories and do cool shit and like and just have so much fun. Like it is like, I mean, it's why I throw pre-COVID, obviously, throw just like huge parties at my house and in my neighborhood. I know, and we, like can't, wherever we, I we can't really relate to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I invited you. That's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, you had parties? <laughs> what? Um, but my, my LinkedIn pitch is a freelance creator who uh, is motivated by bringing community brands to life while bringing communities together so essentially about that mm-hmm. elevating elevating your mission to bring all the sides of your world together because i think it's better when people from all different walks of life get together around a common goal and a common purpose even if that purpose is to get fucked up and have a good time like yeah bring everyone from everywhere yeah. together to do yep. it we and, bought that life and so so that like for me translates into not only like events and parties, yeah. but also, I mean, tech, like if you get into like corporate or professional technicalities, it's brand partnerships, it's sponsorships. Yeah. It's like, I just love to connect the people that I love together and help them do cool shit. Hell yeah. Like that's all I want to do. And like, that's all I'm trying to do. And and, so. the, and, the, and that's because your, your roots are like hospitality. 100%. Yeah. And Josh and Andrea have roots in hospitality and, they were like off mic just on this tangent talking about like <laughs> bonkers ass like acronyms and like I caught a couple of them like and now I realize that DOS is that director of sales. Yeah, I'm that's hired. the thing. I'm yeah. hired anyway. But uh, well, the question I wanted to ask you, Andrew, now kind of knowing your backstory is like, what are some of your events that you're like most proud of and like example that would be like like we love like josh and i like throwing like amateur ass parties like you've come to a pig roast or like just but but like i mean Mm -hmm. super amateur ass type of shit but like we enjoy and we always talk about that on the private sector podcast and the reason it's called private sector is private sector is you know every aspect of the economy not controlled by the government right Mm -hmm. and so like just rad parties cool businesses things like that and i can think of a bunch of times where we had a rad time so like shot out of a cannon like what are some times where you kind of were able to um, stand back at an event that you implicitly had a hand in and were like, fuck, this is cool. Well, I mean, that's totally the best part, right? Hopefully Especially when you see yeah. like people that you know from different worlds coming together. Yes. Like that is so fun. And yeah. you're like, sweet, now we're all in the same uh, sphere. And like, um, I mean, obviously the work I've done with First Avenue and Festival Field and with Surly has been some of my most fulfilling and challenging and exciting work. And I just remember the very first show we threw for them was with Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, which so many hippies (laughs) to this day, they were only surpassed in the amount of beer they drank. Um, 
like in the last year that we did shows there. Really? Yeah. So that first show had the lowest attendance because that's when we had the capacity at 5,000, whereas now it's like most recently we did it at like 7,000. Holy um, shit. In the, back, in the back lot at Surly, yeah. there were that many people? And the beer was the cheapest it's ever been, and they still outdrank every other show because... Those hippies love that home song. Like, they're obsessed. <laughs> well, that's the only and, song you know from Edward Sharp, right? And Preservation Hall Jazz Band was there, oh, which they yeah. are my favorite. So I, I that was would be stoked the draw. about that. That would be the draw for that. Um, but uh, another event that I did that was, like, so important to me was I threw just, like, a community fundraiser for the Vote No campaign when the marriage amendment was coming up oh, in cool. – um, and we did it at Liquor Lyles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and because we they were it was basically like no we windows. just need we just need people to come drop cash in a bucket and you know the make it as easy as possible for people who are normally like oh I can't buy tickets or like I, that's the big thing with Liquor events Lyles right it's like uptown, making things right? as yes. And that's yeah. a place that there's no with windows. No windows yep. like so like it smells like 1974, yep. like, yes. And so we did it, and we did it in the backside so everyone could play, and we opened the game so everyone could play No Charge, oh, and they cool. just kept drinking and eating. So the bar made a ton of money. The movement made a ton of money. Um, and we kept Liquor Lyles at capacity for something like six hours, Holy I think. Holy shit. That's and, so cool. And, and you have to stand back and just be like, proud and excited especially for a cause like that where you're like you know the intrinsic motivation is that you're doing good too and not just yeah and it was like just as friends too like that was the most fun like i love creating things with the people that i love like it's so fun because you can throw any wild idea out there and it's such a safe space that you're like sure let's fucking try it let's just do it like let's just say yes like why not my i yeah i'm all about saying yes and like let's just figure it out and we'll edit it later and go from there and oh wow welcome to the private sector podcast (laughs) let's figure it out we'll edit it later um let's put it on wax right now though that the private sector wants to throw some super cool parties Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. the world is opened and andrea's (laughs) just literally like yeah excuse me while i toss my yeah um but like burgers incorporated yeah we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna partner with like um the homie Terrell out in Hudson, and we yeah. want to throw some cool ass like cave parties. That'd be way fun. All those caves like to, are so fun. And we'll fun. hire you as an independent contractor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and keep you in the private sector. And what's what, ten ninety nine? How does that we? Yeah. I don't. I remember working at Surly with you. Um, just like my capacity at Surly was was fairly limited, but it was it was really cool to like see how you gave a shit about events even in in sh- in the shide hall event space before you could have those outdoor rad parties and i remember um being removed from surly and coming as a guest and just like seeing you in action it's so cool to watch that shit oh, and we came for you. the um we came for the show what show did carrie and i come from for our anniversary we came for the ben, ben we came folds. for ben folds and um yeah, who's he with? Ben Folds and oh, and Violent Femmes. Violent Femmes. Thank ben you. Folds and Violent yeah. Femmes, and it was it was rad, and you know, we we got hammered. It was a fun time, and we watched. That all. was such a fun show. That was a really cool show. But I gotta I gotta like be the host <laughs> that I am, and draw some information out of you. <laughs> um, Woody Harrelson went to a show there. Uh, yes. So Gary Clark, 
yes. loves. I like to phrase it as Gary Clark loves me. Gary Clark Jr. You got him me. on text or not? I got his manager on text. Close which counts. Oh. Close uh, he loves Minnesota. He loves his fans here, and yeah. he loves playing it early. So he played two years in a row, right? Um, so the second year he played, our dear, dear friends, Dean Phillips and his girlfriend, and they might be married now, um, our you know, house representative. Sure. Legislative. Uh, <laughs> legislative yep. somewhere out there. Uh, brought his new buddy who... <laughs> Rumor had it at the time had recently bought a home in Minnesota, uh, Woody Harrelson to come to the show, <laughs> and which was rad. Like, and Woody was so nice, so kind, so fucked up. It was incredible. Like, just My man. big marijuana, big marijuana proponent. He is just off his ass, but like yeah. so fun. And I mean, at those shows, they all are right. Yeah, and um. He had a bad, he had a badass time, like so much fun. Went and stood like right on stage, watched the whole set. They stayed and partied afterwards, but it was ridiculous because he, Woody, is a wine drinker, not a beer drinker. So he walked around really? the grounds the whole time with like a chalice of white wine. Where the fuck did the, you get that? Well, when you're Woody Harrelson. Well, I, you know I mean, what, you I made can't it really say. But you're an enabler, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Graham makes things happen. You want some fucking yellowtail in a chalice at a brewery? Word up. Eat shit, Minnesota Liquor Laws. We got you. <laughs> but he, like every photographer, that was the photo. And I was like, if oh, I, no. Oh, he I was a- like, <laughs> I was like, if I get a Fuck your fine next week, God <laughs> damn it. Eat shit, Surly Bill. Woody Harrelson drinks wine at the brewery. No one ever paid close enough attention, thank God. But, it was oh a my saison. God. <laughs> it, was it was a saison. I miss concerts. I miss concerts. Too. I miss just gatherings in general, but I miss concerts. Joshua, what was the last concert that we went to? Was it Red uh, Rocks? Man, April Red Rocks. 19th, 2019. Red Rocks. What Snoop Dogg, oh, Ice Cube, Warren G. Warren G. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really cool, and it was on April nineteenth, so four nineteen, and we just drank beers. It was so. Pro tip: if you're <laughs> going, to, pro tip: if you're going to a show in Red Rocks, uh-huh. get the oobs. <laughs> Take the oobs all the way to the top. He'll drop you off at the top to you jump have, in line. Well, to be fair, you have to lie to the Uber driver. Or our Uber driver was G enough to tell us that move. And he's like, we're just going to say you're with media or something. Yeah. Because security is, is really top notch. It's some U.S. capital level security. And so like, <laughs> we literally rolled up and he's like, you got to drop off your fare here. And he's like, oh, they're, they're media guys. Oh, okay. And then our fucking out of shape asses get driven all the way to the top of the. Uh, that is. Mountain. Have you been to Red Rocks? No, and I was supposed to go this year, and then fucking COVID ruining my life. Uh, uh, fucking stupid COVID. We were there. We're like, Brett had gone off to the bathroom, and we're like middle of sets, and we had like created some sort of camaraderie with a few people like on this ledge As that we we've do. been hanging out with. Those gals on that, those moms on that yeah. ledge. It, yeah. it was legitimately like yeah. some, you know, 38 to 44 year old moms like yeah. who came to the <laughs> Our show. Our age bracket moms. Yeah. The perfect moms. And, like, they're probably like, they were, we were next to these nice 38 to 44 year old guys. Yeah. And Dads. We, and Dads. so like, 
like Brett had goes, I gotta go to the bathroom. So he's like, hold up, hold my spot. And he goes off to the bathroom. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. And the lady kind of like we are kind of look at each other, and without saying a word, we just like accordion a little farther yeah, into up. each other. So like hold a spot. And these fucking Beckys, like ten minutes later, come walking past <laughs> in the straight up like like fur vests with with like the white hood on them. And the right, well, boots. let's not be a total asshole. I like those vests. And... No, no, but fuck these Beckys. Yeah. And this, this broad's <laughs> like, I can see that you're trying to save a spot for somebody. Yeah. And we're like, bitch, this is all general admission. And she's like, so if I wanted to stand there, I couldn't stand there. I don't I remember like, this. Uh, no, you're more than welcome to stand here, but the seven of you fucking bitches ain't going to be able to come and stand up in here. Because my boy Splinter had to poop at Red Rocks, and it's embarrassing <laughs> enough. <laughs> and she started going on. And out of nowhere, this Colorado mom, like 44 years old, goes, bitch, shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Honestly, out of nowhere always find a mom yeah always find a cool mom like the the, oh se- the seven cindy's with this bitch like all of a sudden like kind of grabbed her all by the shoulder at the same time and we're like we're real sorry about you don't, her you attitude. don't want any of this <laughs> i know i came back from the bathroom and my spot was there yeah we held it down hard <laughs> the friend apology that's amazing <laughs> i went to uh i went to red rocks Later um, in 2019 for Wu-Tang on Halloween. Oh, fine. And it was one of those things where it was always like, you know, always like, who wants to go to this show? It would be really cool. Wu-Tang is playing Red Rocks on Halloween. And to be fair, Joshua legit was trying to go, but he couldn't. And he and he knew that. But, I, you know, I put feelers out there. I'm like... I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the show. It would be cool, and you know how it is like months before. Like everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm we totally him. go. And so like you know, my ass bought a ticket right away because I'm like, I want to I want to go see Wu Tang at Red Rocks on yeah. Halloween, and um, it came down to it, and literally nobody else went. Well, I had a work. I was <laughs> yeah, no, I know, and I'm not throwing you under the bus, but like, but, but I feel like we kind of are. <laughs> oh yeah, but I went um, to Red Rocks literally by myself. Uh, to a Wu-Tang show and it was rad oh it was so cool I hung out with the homie Tom in Colorado shout out shout out Tom Malover Um, but like hung out and then I got a hotel I did it right I got a hotel at it's called Origin Red Rocks there is a hotel like a mile away that you can just quickly Uber up to and it's super cool but I went to this concert and so I'm in line to get in I, I did the Uber move I got like up to the top but, you know, I was in line with quite a few people. And I'm standing in line. And the demographic for this Wu-Tang show, like, everywhere from, like, teenagers listening to, you know, like, mumble rap and shit like that, up to, you know, 40-year-old white guys like me, up to probably 60-plus-year-old, like, black guys that have been seeing Wu-Tang forever. And it was just so crazy. And what I loved about that, and when I get nostalgic about shows and concerts in general, is like I walked into that show, I literally went by myself and just had a blast. That's I had awesome. so much fun. I hung out with a couple different groups of uh, you know, people, mostly older dudes, but like so fun. I hope we get back to that. I always loved going to shows solo, especially in town, because I was like, yeah. well, I'm gonna run into someone I know. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna really get to focus on the show versus trying to like entertain or host yeah. or like be yep. a part of a group 
Um, and then also, if you didn't run into anyone, you were just like in adventure mode. Like, yeah, cool. What weirdos going to meet tonight? Yeah, yeah, like, that, yeah. And isn't that kind of <laughs> cool? And like, that's so that's so what's up. And that's why I hope, you know, we get to a place. I hope people are responsible enough and I hope we can distribute vaccines. So like we can have those concerts again that aren't in like these little eight oh. by eight, by eight yes. pens or, you know, that we have to go to. Uh, I, I just I think of all some of the, like my best memories are at shows and shit like that and so it's got to be tough to well I'm, I'm just, as soon as like as soon as the fog clears off this covid we're gonna get loose yeah oh i fully believe in everyone who's like it is going to be the roaring 20s That's all what, over yes. again like, i think Niver said that yeah. exactly it was like because and, and don't you think they had gone through the shit and so it's like like, I agree. I will always dress to the nines. I will go all out. I will try to not stay home if I can avoid it because mm-hmm. now I know what being stuck in your house <laughs> for nine months yes. is. And that's, and that's uh, why we're, we're, about throw, right. we're about to throw these fucking private sector parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're about to take them from, from the Deerfield fields, yeah. you know, back to back to the streets because it's going to get it's going to get loose. The the parties I'm trying to throw in the woods when you can get together with folks and hug each it's other. It's going to be like South Dakota right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's about to be the Alibi Bar in Lakeville. <laughs> Big shouts, Alibi Bar in Lakeville. Idiots. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, so I think we got to take another shot of this. Uh, I don't know where we're getting at on a bottle. It's getting lower. The fireball is shot? Is this number three or four? This I'm is my first one. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Cheers. And then, and then, as we do, I'm gonna pour up this this year's variant of Bourbon County. It's that Earl Grey shit. Andrea, really sorry. There was a quick second in between that shot. You almost uh, got to say something before we drank some more alcohol. No, that was just deep breathing oh. through the shot. No. What is this one, Josh? Yeah, it's this Earl Grey Bourbon County. Got some of that Earl Grey tea, some black tea, a little bit of honey. Mm. Uh, so let's pour this up because, you know, time to get a little willy-nilly. This is delicious. I wanted to talk because we were talking off mic a little bit. Uh, we we're going to talk New Year's resolutions. And Oof. everybody gets like more than one, right? Well, and I feel like this year it doesn't even necessarily have to be a resolution. Like my goal for this year was to focus on saying yes and more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of like shooting stuff down and then also so i guess these are technically resolutions yeah, yeah. um but then also to always in every situation as i approach it initially assume the best instead of like walking in somewhere and being looking at someone and being like well fuck this guy this is gonna suck i like that like assume the best and yes and so and what's then, the you I'm can sorry. always pivot when what's the yes shit. and though like so like saying yes so like someone okay. throws like a weird idea out to you you don't just say yes to it but you say yes and so okay. then you can build on so it so you put like a qualifier like, on it i like, like it yes like and it. we could like so yeah. if you're yep. like well let's throw these burger parties and like yes and let's tie them to this fundraiser yes and let's Oof. tie in this artist yeah. to promote it or yes like and then we can nice. do this and like i, like I just think yeah so yeah, it's it's, it's keeping that person like pumped up mm-hmm. on that idea but that, i feel like that and is also smart because you can put a qualifier. And then I get to control the situation right. because I'm crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> I like that. Yes, and. All right. Yeah. That clarified that a lot. Yeah, and I got uh, you. I like that. So, yes. 
And I uh, no. Oh man, I'm gonna use See? it a whole bunch. <laughs> Joshua, something for you. I, I I I'm trying to hit a thousand miles. I'm a recumbent. So every like single your, morning, your recumbent pedal bike. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, Ooh, yeah. Nice. So have I we actually had... have a track? I'm tracking every single day. I haven't missed a day yet this this year. It's have in, we today's in the had that like calibrated though properly? Do we know that one mile is one mile? I mean, like whatever Nordic, Nordic track tells me. Like uh, as far Nordic as I track's know, track's pretty reputable. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. That's that's the that's the gear trying to just the knees. Yeah. The knees are super suspect. <laughs> sure. So getting was on like you know into uh getting them getting them running you know lubed up with some mm-hmm. motion is like is kind of the goal for the rest for this year you know so, that should hopefully lead to other things happening for me uh because I, I want my needs to be money for next hunting season okay so that's the whole goal so that that's it though any any like personal professional goals because that's a physical like you're gonna man if i can keep uh Building on the things that I'm currently building on, including you know that health component, then we finna fuck the whole game up. I like it. That's cool. Um, For me, I have uh, I have a couple. One of them is to touch my toes. That's a really good one. I never have been able to in my life. Ever. Ever. Just a little guy, Brad over here, can't touch his toes. Can't do it. I mean, like I'm you know I'm five ten on the tallest day of my life, and I'm a pretty svelte individual and i've never been able to touch my toes i'm really not a flexible dude and so i've been working on some stretches to do that and i gave myself a year to do it which i think is fair and um i think that's probably you're gonna celebrate dude doesn't celebrate um so that's how close are you now can you show us i will okay do you want to see it hold on all right okay i'll narrate it i'll narrate it it's bad like (laughs) all right like locked knees so i I should tell you that I have a bad back mm-hmm. and I have uh, some sciatica. Okay. So um, we're right about right, right about knee length. On a, the best day. On ever. the best day, yeah. You'll yeah. get there. I believe get, in you. Get a little farther. Get, <laughs> get a little <laughs> farther. I, yeah. I, uh, this will be the picture no. for this podcast. Though. Right about <laughs> there. Right. So okay. that that will wreck the rest of my day. How much I stretch right there. But um, so that's a physical goal I want to have. Yeah. Just to make sure that I try to live past like, you know, like 42. I think that's um, a great goal. But my um, my actual like goal other than that is to only surround myself with people that um, support me and gas me up. And, that's a good one. But because, you, you know, like normally people are like, well, I want to surround myself with people that challenge me. I want to surround myself, you know, like and you don't want to just surround yourself with yes men and yes women. And, you know, what I have to say to that. Fuck that. That I, I do. I do want to surround myself with that. Because like I think like if you can be an absolute positive influence on somebody else's life, like why would you also just not want that around you? So it's been pretty cool. And like I told you this both kind of offline. Like I was talking to Josh at length about it and I put a lot of thought into it. And it's like, you know, if you're like a negative ass person, that that's fine. And I'm not gonna be like, I'm gonna cut you out of my life, but I don't care what you fucking think. Right. And I mean, like, that's uh, you can put that right on fucking wax and a stone yep. tablet. I don't give a shit what you think if you have nothing but negative ass shit to say. And also, I think I just want to surround myself with positive people that gas me up because that's all I want to do with people in 2021. Well, we build in also... or you ain't. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, you good. We build in or you ain't. Yeah. yeah. I also think, like, 
people who gas you up and people who believe in you and support you are very different than yes men. Yes yeah. men want something out of you. Your you know support right. team no, yeah. wants you to succeed and you never want to let your support team down because they up. believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And like that is everything. And I, you know what? I, I, that yes men or the support team is yeah. so important to me too. You know what? That's awesome. Like, and support team, that's such a good like way to like uh, verbalize it because like, this is the way I look at it. Like Josh, for example, uh, you know, he, he's, he's the homie. I appreciate that. But like what I love most about him, and I'm going to gas him up right quick, apparently, is <laughs> okay. whenever it's like, but like we should do a podcast. Josh isn't like, mm, yeah, you know, I don't know. He's, Josh, yeah, we should, we should totally do a podcast. We should, you know, make some dope burgers and we should just like give them all away. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the, yeah, it's like to your point, it's the yes and like. And same thing, like, whatever Josh, whatever he wants to do, yeah, no, I'm into it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And you need people in your life to do that. And I think it ties so well into that yes and. Yeah. yeah. Let's not only do that, but let's also do this other rad shit. It's ab- absolutely, that's ab- absolutely everything that we're doing yeah. in general. Yes. Like, Brett and I, we're not out to just be on some mundane shit, <laughs> I think, at all. And that's what makes it so easy to yes and mm-hmm. through, through like what it. we're trying to yeah. build in 2021. So go cop a t-shirt. <laughs> we got them gout shirts for sale. We do. <laughs> They're super dope. <laughs> Y'all saw us if you went to the Instagram. <laughs> making them. We, we made these shirts. <laughs> these are some handcrafted fucking shirts that uh, Brett and I. Dude, I saw the story about it and I was like, are they really doing that? Is we that did real? actually. Yeah. We made them. Is that yeah. real? <laughs> All right. So it's uh, time for another shot, right? Woo-hoo. Sure. All right, we got Carrie who came down to help us uh, partake in the next round of shots. She brought me an ice cream cone. And thanks Cheers. for dinner. Cheers. <sighs> Again, it tastes just like cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> I'm getting huh. cinnamon whiskey notes. I think I think I think they hit their goal. I think they Shit finally plays. nailed it. Shit plays. It's fine. <laughs> just fine. Not for me. So Bronson's, you know, still alive. We got we got that going for him. The he's at this point now where he just gives zero shits about anything. Same. Yeah, and the reason I can tell that is because I took his ass out this morning. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things like he's old. I know he's not going to be around for long, so I caught like a good forty-five minute cuddle session this morning. We woke oh, up, cuddled. Oh, it was, yeah. you know, it was like, hey man, you know, I don't want you to be, you know, in pain. Yeah. You let me know. And I wish you would say that. And so to me. I take his ass outside <laughs> and he goes to the bathroom. And he's like, man, I'm ready to come in. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I know you got to take a shit, dog. Go take a shit. <laughs> and he looks at me. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm ready to come in. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I, and, and at this point, I know that like in a half hour to an hour, he's going to come like bother me to let him go out. So, so he only went pee when he went outside. So he went. So I let him back in the house. Yep. <laughs> and it's Saturday. It's been a long fucking week. I come down. The wife, she's watching her stories, and I come join her. We go. You know, it's a nice Saturday morning. I throw one of them weighted ass blankets on me. I'm I'm laying in, and all of a sudden I'm like, some something smells like shit. <laughs> and I, and I look over, and my dog is taking a beeline. <laughs> And I'm like, he just farted. I know he's got to take a shit. So, like, I throw this heavy-ass weighted blanket off me. And I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get – make sure he gets outside. And 
as I turn the corner, his ass is already shitting in the kitchen. <laughs> he is like seven minutes from pissing and being outside. Just long enough for me to get comfortable with a nice weighted Pendleton <laughs> fucking blanket. And so I take so so I'm back to like square one because right my little brother yeah. got this new English bulldog. So your new dog shopping because your because dog I've been new dog shopping, but I also am back. I, I go you right know, back into like that's Bronson. That's why he's shitting in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, and and I know that he knows that Brett. You know why? And that's why I decided that it's we're taking it back to day one. So now I'm grabbing his ass out of the kennel. Showing him the shit that he just left in the fucking middle of the floor. He doesn't care. Putting him back in the kennel. And now I'm cleaning shit. So I'm like, all right, now my the last like 15 minutes of my life who have been disturbed on a Saturday morning by this old fucking dog. I'm getting back into routine. I get back onto the couch. I put the Pendleton blanket. It's weighted 60 pounds or some shit. I don't know. It's not 60 pounds. It's dude. it's heavy ass blanket. It's a you heavy fucking heavy blanket. Weighted blankets. And I fucking put this blanket on and I'm just like chilling. I'm like, something still smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker had actually took like a premature shit in his living room blanket that we have. For him on the ground, which is a really nice microfiber Ralph Lauren blanket, because I'm not keeping some janky ass blankets laying around in my living room. He shits in the middle of this blanket before he left to go shit in the kitchen on the way outside. It was so, show. so I don't know how much lo- much more time he's got left, you know, Poor because buddy. he keeps shitting around, and I would love to cop a lab. <laughs> You know, golden retrievers are the American dogs. Something, something up in that mm-hmm. spectrum. But I got to deal with this guy right now. Yeah. I think it's time for another shot. Oh hell Let's yeah! We back in that fireball, and this ends to be the end of the bottle. Congratulations on crushing the bottle, my friends. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, y'all. Peace, Sazerac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> I have fairly like limited <laughs> celebrity interactions at concerts. Like, jo- Josh, you're making a thing like you do. Like, I know I've I've met <laughs> who Casey and JoJo. Who <laughs> last chance summer dance? Yeah, no, yeah. I, met, I, met, I met these cats at Canterbury in like '99, and we had a like floor seats for. Boys to Men in like 99. Boys to Men. Shit was fire. And you met Casey and JoJo. And they're like, and so we show up. We got like some like, you know, like first, like, you know, first row levels type seats. Not like first row, but like first level. Sure. But this is the first time this ever happened to me. We show up. I'm at the Target Center. They they scan my ticket and they're like, yeah, you got to go to Will Call. And I'm like, the fuck? What? Like, I'm like, these tickets are not bootleg. Whatever. I go to Will I Call. I print them on my mom's 932C HP I print. walk up to Will Call, and I'm like, I don't know. They told me to come see you. And I, like, scan my ticket. And they're like, the stage was too too big when they came in. <laughs> what? So, like, your, your, your seats, like, got cut off. <gasps> She like looks at the screen, looks at the screen, and looks up, and she pulls out a ticket, an envelope of tickets that says, "Very good seats." 
This is <laughs> the not first that. time ever. This is oh my not God. First time out ever. The Joshua is cool envelope. <laughs> first time out of two times this happened to me at the Target Center. So I'm like, all right. So she gives me some seats, and we are right in front of we're we're like the middle aisle on the floor, right in front of the sound booth is like where our seats are. <laughs> okay. Very, very good seats. Great seats. Not as good as when we went to see Run the Jewels, but great seats. Yeah. And like the, we, it was me and three homies. We brought three ladies to come accompany <laughs> us. Yeah, you did. And, you know, it's Casey and JoJo. It's <laughs> Joe to see. It's Boys to Men. It's they're, Kiss. They're slowing it. They're slowing it down. We're getting we're getting deep into yeah, uh, it some down. pants is really yeah. what was happening. Yeah, it's getting handsy. And all of a sudden, like behind us, like we there's a commotion, and Casey and JoJo were coming up to thank the sound guys. <laughs> and so like I'm like, that's Casey and JoJo right behind us. <laughs> like you could recognize it, like 100. percent I just got done watching them do a set. <laughs> So I went back and I'm like, that was an amazing Casey show. Oh, it yeah. was an amazing show. And I shook one of Casey and or JoJo's hands. <laughs> I had no Lord. idea who it was. Andrea, you ever been you've been, you been up close and personal with with like some talent? Uh, you know, I have, and surprisingly, it's you mostly been not when I've been running the show, which is actually Probably the way you yeah. want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, I want to say it must have been like 2009 or 2010 Sasquatch out at the Gorge in Washington. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, okay. The this best is, music festival. Like, yes, yes. The yeah. fucking best. Like, we would just so like. So eclectic. We would just like. Oh, it was literally everything. You were yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go see the XX and I'm going to go see. I don't know, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And yeah, then the I, public like, And like. <laughs> Just bizarre, a bizarre collection. Whereas, like, Bonnaroo is usually like makes sense. Like, there's an arc. Yeah. The arc of hippiness yeah. is usually Sasquatch is like, what kind of drugs are you doing? Yeah. Here's how the groups are broken uh, up. <laughs> what are you looking to do? What do you mean? Because you could just come in with, what's your sound? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> do you use a lot of lights? Like, if you've ever yeah. seen Of Montreal, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like watching Of Montreal, and you like, you're like, Oh, I think that whole cigarette I just smoked was actually drugs. Yeah. And now there's an eagle flying at me from a screen. I what don't a treat. Know. I don't know. What a treat. <laughs> Look out. Um, but well, the year of the of Montreal Eagle, we were there and our buddy Brandon was working for must have been the stranger or something in town. So he was out there on a pass. We so had all the backstage access. And Sasquatch happened every Labor Day weekend, or nope, Memorial Day weekend. Our birthday weekend. Our birthday weekend. Our birthday Brett weekend. Brett and I are born four years and 24 hours apart. 24 Woo. hours apart. I don't know yep. what she said before, but we were born 24 <laughs> hours apart. What a treat. Yep. Yeah. And, <laughs> Anywho. Uh, <laughs> our birthday weekend. Our birthday weekend. Um, but so my buddy Brandon was like, well, just come, like, you can come backstage with me, like, come hang out. And... I was like, sure, why not? So we're just like yeah, doop to doo behind all the stages, vibing. seeing all the shows. And then um, I, it had to have been 2010 because it was like 
when uh, Flavor of Love was really popular <laughs> on VH1. And so when hasn't it been? So yeah. Public Enemy was playing the no festival. Way. Oh, it was Chuck so D. Fun. Oh, Flavor Flav. It was it was all happening. Yes. And it was a hoot. And um so Brandon was like, "Well, let's grab the rest of the group. Like, let's go watch it. We'll go up on stage. Yeah. Watch from the side. It'll be fun." And it was my birthday. I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." Yes. And so we're all there. We're watching it. And it was hilarious. Like, absolutely ridiculous, right? Like, we're there watching it because it's so funny, not because we're public and like right. huge public enemy sure. fans. But were they doing and, it? Oh, they were doing it. They went hard. Yeah. And it was so good. And it yeah. was so fun. Yeah. And then um, Flavor Flav comes off the stage. <sighs> the whole group does. And we're like saying hi to everyone. We're like so excited. There's. We're drinking tons of beers, like there were buckets of beers everywhere, and somewhat somehow it like got out that it was my birthday because we knew the stage manager too. So it was like he was like, "Yeah, just hang out." Like everyone's going to the main stage now. This was the last show here tonight, so like do whatever. And um, Flavor Flav hears it's my birthday, and I am what? standing there, and like <laughs> like, and you're probably doing okay. Any twenty three year old is really cute, right? Like. For the most part. Yeah. And like, so I'm wearing, I just vividly remember, I'm wearing like tie-dye sunglasses, <laughs> a jean mini skirt, and then my tank top is a giraffe smoking a cigarette. Same. <laughs> and Flavor Flav comes over and he's like, I hear it's your birthday. And I was like, well, and he does not say it as smooth as that. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, it is, 23. Happy birthday, Flavor Flav. Giant mouth kiss. Wow. <laughs> like, and let me also be clear. You got the flavor of love. I am five foot ten. Flavor Flav is like five five. <laughs> like, like no. he like, like he went, went out. He went in. Like he. I was like, how did you even get to my face? He's like, trying to I get to like Kilimanjaro. Like. And um, oh, and it's been one of the best stories I've had to tell ever since. I would love to see live music come back. Um, I think it's yeah. going to happen. Uh, you guys have better insight than me. Do you think? When do we think? When when will I be able to go to a concert again? So, uh, industry, local industry, I should say. The current like timeline plan for getting people back together is September. And okay. that includes outdoor stuff sure. and then indoor, like limited capacity yeah. things into the winter. But that includes venues like First Avenue, the Fillmore, stuff like that. And Man. that would be, honestly, at this point, I'll take it whenever we can get it yeah. because, hell, it's, it and sucks. I'm, I want to go like, not, you know, ain't shit, but like on record, like mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like throw something down. That gets somebody somebody sick, right. right? Right. And I feel safe with a lot of outdoor activity. You know, we're Minnesotans. We're hardy. We're outdoors. It's you know, there's beautiful winter afternoons mm -hmm. in the state that don't equate to the things that we can do in the summer. But these there's an opportunity here, and if we feel comfortable with something, I'm I'm 100 in on something that's orchestrated correctly so that we can throw something fun and cool and when we get to june july 
is when we're going to be able to understand what we can do in August, September, October. Well, and if you watch people right now, like if you watch our public, watch our audience and what they're doing with their time as is and what their alloc- like what their allowances are. Mm-hmm. Like there was a line today for Utapils that went down the block. Um, prize, their patio was insanely packed. People want to go out. People want to be yeah. together. They want to go out. And also uh, the majority of people still also want to do it safely, but they are just dying to yeah. get out of their space. And so... The more space we can give them to be smart and productive, yep. and the safe. better and the and safer, and it generates more funds for the businesses, and, which relates to more funds for the state. And it's like, if all of our pieces could actually learn how to fucking work together, sure. it's called we trick- could do a lot. It's called trickle up. Right. Fuck trickle down. <laughs> let's get people out there buying $4 um, beers and trickling up safely. Like, let's make it right. work. So, Andrea, I guess, you know, if I have to kind of wrap up, everything in a neat little package which i'm terrible at if that's, if that's you're, you're wrapping this shit thank you it's it's garbage it really is but i mean at the end of the day let's be safe mm-hmm. let's all not fuck around let's wear a mask let's get things back to where they need to be and my question to you do you think it's ever gonna be the way it was i in theory, as a person, pandemic aside or not, I don't ever think you can fully repeat the past just as it was. So I think you always have to evolve. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I don't think we will ever see what we saw in summer of 2019 with outdoor shows, venue shows, things like that. But what I think we will see is a new version of that experience that still fulfills the same amount of people in yep. the same spaces. And it'll look different, but at this point, now we've been out of it for a year. How do we even know what we remember? Right. Like, you just go with what the people are trying yep. to do and help them figure it out. Like, no one should fight for anything to be how it was pre-pandemic. Yep. Like, just fucking work with the people who are trying to make it so you can do this again. Um, Agreed. We need, we need to get to a, a point where we're always consistently evolving. Mm-hmm. Andrea, how can we get a hold of you? How can like private sector people, if if we want your help or just when we want to chat, how how do we get a hold of you? For sure. Um, well, you can find me on every social media under the Gramster. So, but is there like an underscore in there? Yeah, the underscore Gramster. It was my uh, drinking (laughs) nickname in the early (laughs) two thousands. Yeah, and we I'm made just it to have leaned yeah, into yeah. it, so it's how it works. Yeah, just looked up the Gramster. Uh, I mean, I have a jersey that says Gramster on the back, like it's a thing. Yeah, word, <laughs> word. What, what? Um, or yes. you can always email me at Andrea at Gram Company, G R A H A M Company dot C O. Dope. I wanted to just like tie a little bow on this with saying that, like Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the Private Sector Podcast. It was fun. I had fun. This was so much fun. Thank you so much Josh for having didn't me. Have any fun. I have um, missed you I'm both glad so much. Uh, and so, with that note, my name is Brett Splinter. With me, for better, for worse, as always, is Joshua Joseph, my best friend in the whole entire world, Joshua Joseph Clark, and uh, our guest today, Andrea Graham, who blessed us with her presence. <laughs> I can't 
even fathom how much fun we had today on the podcast. And what I would like you to do is stay true to yourself, make yourself be a positive force in 2021, and follow the Gramster and ask her to run your event. And if Hank doesn't come, put that in your rider, bitch. Hank will come. Take your, <laughs> take your fireball shots. We've all got it. <laughs> be good, guys. <laughs>